0: Hello.
1: We are
0: drama bonded.
1: Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jess, I'm Mandy, and we're Drama Bonded, a podcast where we bond over the drama and trauma in the bachelor multiverse and throughout western pop culture how you doing mandy i'm doing good how are you good pretty excited
0: i can't believe we're recording this thing
1: no we're doing it not (laughs) that long ago just a little teeny (laughs) tiny thought that we had that we should do a podcast well we talk about it all the time anyways so we were like yeah i know i don't think there's ever been a time that we haven't devolved into bachelor talk hanging out like (laughs)
0: I know, and it's crazy because I've listened, and I know you've listened to so many Bachelor podcasts too, so it feels kind of surreal that we are actually attempting to try our own.
1: Yeah, I'm excited because I feel like there are gaps in the podcast that we do listen to, so I'm hoping like we can be the podcast we want.
0: Yeah. I feel like we're always picking apart the podcast we listen to and talking about the parts we like, mm-hmm. but also bringing up
1: things that we, that we wish they would have expanded on. For sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I guess on that note, I thought I, we could start with some questions, just like getting to know you, if you will, since it's our very first time here. Love it. Uh, so tell me why you enjoy The Bachelor.
0: Wow. Um, I feel like I've been watching The Bachelor for so long that it's honestly just a part of my ritual. <laughs> um, I started watching The Bachelor in like 2006. Um and I just watch it every year. I I think January is Bachelor season. You know, late spring is Bachelorette season. Summer is Bachelor in Paradise. And then
1: there's an off season. Except but, this year where we got Bachelor in Paradise until like <laughs> Thanksgiving.
0: That's true. I actually enjoyed the extended content. <laughs> um, yeah, same. No complaints. But yeah, I think it's just something that I look forward to. It's kind of my sport Um, I also love watching The Bachelor so I can hear other people talk about it. So, you know, absorbing the content in order to have access to other content. Um, Yeah, just part of my life. How about you?
1: I love watching reality TV for the ability to, like, dissect it academically or uh, a way to view my values and morals through the lens of other people's values or morals or through these, like for lack of a better term, gimmicks in these shows. But I just think it's so fun to to sort of like in a voyeuristic way, getting a peek into other people's lives and what things matter to them and what what doesn't. And um, The Bachelor is wild to me. And it's the, the way that it encompasses relationship values, because I think my husband and I have spent so much time working on our relationship that to watch other people articulate what's important in their relationships and the way that they behave is... I don't know. It's really fascinating. fascinating. Yeah, it is. I'm like, whoa. I I don't think I would do that. Or, Yeah, I don't know if I've ever gotten any good tips from The Bachelor, but (laughs) I do really like it. Um, What's a favorite season of yours? Ooh.
0: um, Off the top of my head, I would have to say Hannah Brown or Caitlin Bristow. Um, Funnily, they're both Bachelorettes, Um, but I think both of those leads – did really unique job of carrying their personality through their season. I feel like on a lot of seasons, you know, we might start out liking the lead, but in the process of the show, their personality gets kind of neutered, and it becomes more about the contestants than it does the lead. Um, but I think on Caitlin and Hannah's season, they both did a really good job of, like, staying strong and true to themselves throughout their entire seasons.
1: I love that. Yeah, I. you told me to watch Caitlyn's season. Um. So I did. Loved it. That was a wild ride. Um, and I also just want to say, like, the only reason I even watched The Bachelor is because of you. So <laughs> I'm also really behind on Bachelor seasons because I don't – Katie Thurston season was my first season. Which was such a weird season to start with. I personally loved it. I had no idea. It was great. Um, and so I've watched every season subsequently, but then I've gone back and watched Matt James's season, Caitlin's season, and Ari's season. And I have to say, I think Ari's by far was my favorite. Um, So interesting. I know. And I've got the context of knowing that Becca is A-OK and happily in love with Thomas. I think watching that in real time would have been maybe one of the most infuriating things to ever happen. Totally. But I kind of love that there were five Laurens, um, (laughs) the chaos of it. Ari is very infantilizing. Crystal was Crystal. I, I just think that there were a lot of really fun characters in that. Iconic. Crystal is iconic. She is. Well, and Lauren at the end, when he's like breaking up with her, she's like, What are you doing? And I loved it. Like, I realized if I had been watching it in real time, I probably wouldn't have laughed, but like that just got me. She was so mad at him. It yeah. was, it was, it was really fun. And that's really what I want sometimes. It's just fun. I think it's so interesting that you
0: liked Ari Susan. I think the fact that you watched it knowing, like what you said, knowing about the Becca stuff. Probably altered your entire experience. Oh, for sure. Um, where at the time it was such an infuriating season for so many reasons. Um, but yeah, Ari had great women. Like he I did. also loved Kendall and Becca. Well, Kendall Kendall's Becca.
1: still a very longtime favorite of mine. I adore her, and I only knew her from. Um, Bachelor in Paradise, but her Instagram account and her dog makes me really happy. So, if you
0: don't follow Kendall on Instagram, you should go follow her. She's actually like a worthwhile follow. Yeah, I she like. does like educational science videos, <laughs> and there's a wiener dog. <laughs> yeah, so go follow Kendall for sure. Um, so do you want to expand on your relationship with reality television?
1: Yeah, I have probably loved reality television my whole life. Um. I, as we had been like talking through these questions, I remember <laughs> watching, I guess Jenny Jones or like Ricky Lake, probably like were maybe the early oh, yeah. foundations of reality TV. Um, six, seven year old me loved those. Definitely have no idea who signed off on me watching them. Um, and then as I got older, I really enjoyed Rock of Love and Flavor of Love. Um, my dad hated that. I always thought it was garbage TV, but man, I tell you, I, I was there for it. Um and then I fell off with reality TV until my mother-in-law got me back into it with uh, Big Brother because a CrossFitter, Christmas Abbott, was going to be on it. I was like, I mean, CrossFit, say no more. <laughs> so started watching Big Brother again, really got into Survivor, uh, have been really enjoying Big Brother the past few years. And then you came into my life at this time and were like, I need people to watch The Bachelor with me. And It was an easy sell. So I was really happy to do that and, you know, continue to take that lens of which I view all of this with and expand. And um, I love reading black feminist literature. And I think I really like looking at these shows, you know, thinking about love and intersectionality and all these various aspects. Um, It kind of just lets me play academic in my head. (laughs) I love that. I love your academic brain.
0: Thank you. How about you? Um, I think the first reality television show I watched was Elimidate. I don't know if you remember that one. Mm -mm. But it was like a really cheesy, terrible dating show, probably in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, And then after that, definitely The Bachelor. Obviously, that's been a constant. Um, Since then, though, I have also branched into some Bravo. Um, Love Vanderpump Rules, even though it's sadly really gone downhill. Love summer house, uh, love southern charm, all terrible people, Um, and I also enjoy some of the Real Housewives as well. But I think I just enjoy the escapism of it. I enjoy not having to take the show too seriously. Um, And obviously, you and I get a lot of great conversations out of like the like commenting on it and trying to dissect it and understand it. But also, you know, at the end of my day, I just enjoy not having to exercise my brain during these television shows.
1: I love that we're pretty opposite on that. I'm like, okay, how can we take this too far, be too serious, too committed? I think that that kind of describes our personalities. A I, I would agree with that. That makes
0: me laugh. Yeah. Which is why we bounce each other out.
1: We do. Because I think sometimes you can really, like, I will be the first to admit, like, The Bachelor is never going to be the progressive show I really want it to be, and it's never going to be a forefront in anything that's really super impactful in terms of the direction we need to go with like race, political, you know, stances, these types of things. But it is also for fun. And I like sometimes I like I think you're good for me to step back and remember like, oh, you should be enjoying this. Like if you're not, maybe you shouldn't watch. And when push comes to shove, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm having fun.
0: I hope The Bachelor continues to progress, even if it's unfortunately at the slowest rate possible. But any forward,
1: you know, progress is progress. It's true. It's good, too. I mean, I think even getting people in Bachelor Nation talking about race and understanding the impact that they have as a white person and a person of color as a black person, and, you know, those are probably dialogues that weren't happening among a lot of these groups. So even if it's just getting more people drawn into the conversation and understanding that, unfortunately— you don't get to sit on the sidelines and say that you don't want to be political. Like I hate to break it to you, but like this is where we're at and everybody needs to be involved.
0: It is kind of incredible that after all the conversations that have been had and, you know, all of the contestants that have stood up to talk about how these, um, conversations and show dynamics affect them and who they are as an individual after all these conversations that we've had, the fact that the people who are producing the show still tend to fall back on these, like, I don't know, what would you say? Like, safe themes. Tropes. And, of mm. uh, you know, avoiding, like, all of the stuff that is basically in its lap. Like, it's kind of, I don't know, it's super frustrating, but yeah. also fascinating that they're willing to just keep soldiering on doing what they're doing.
1: And we'll touch on that a little bit later, I think, when we talk about, like, who they could have asked to be bachelor and who we have totally. <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, what are your hopes for this podcast? Um.
0: Well, I think initially my hope for this podcast is that it will help us get through Zach season,
1: which is predicted <laughs> to be very, 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 very boring.
0: So um, I'm excited that we have this project to kind of, make this season more of an adventure in um, a learning experience, learning experience. Um, but I also hope that maybe we're offering something in Bachelor podcasts that other podcasts aren't and that if anyone enjoys listening to our dialogue about The Bachelor, that would just bring me a lot of joy. I love it. <laughs> How about
1: you? Um, I think for me, my hope for this podcast is like, I just hope we have a lot of fun. You know, you came into my life at this really hard point for me. And then a few months later, the pandemic hit. And I think you and I have sort of just been in, like, survival mode and really clinging to whatever we can. And, you know, we have the things that we we like and that we enjoy. But I think The Bachelor might be the one thing that is just, like, pure unbridled joy for both of us. <laughs> like, we just have fun being able to share this and talk about it. And I think... No stress. No. And, like, it's really fun to have this... This podcast come to fruition and to just be able to share something joyful with you, um, and not have it like birthed out of trauma. And-
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we talk about a lot of heavy things, and so I would definitely say the Bachelor brings some needed brevity to
1: our yeah. We're a chance to like branch outside of ourselves, you know. Just I, so my hope is that we have fun with that, and yeah, if we collect a few people along the way who are in- interested, then fabulous. And if not. You and I are going to get through Zach's season. <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: Um, well, before we go on to The Bachelor, let's just say a couple things
1: about ourselves, and then let's get into it. Yeah. Um, I guess things that are good to know about me. I'm married. Love my husband very much. I've got two dogs, Chewbacca and in Indiana. Um, two, soon to be three, pet spiders. A little bit of a newer venture. Um, love baking, really enjoy reading. Um, baking is another love of mine. I've currently got three things going in the kitchen. So, yeah. It smells delicious. In yeah. Here. <laughs> My favorite. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of the podcast, that's all probably what's relevant or what will come up. Fitness is a big one. I don't know if we've mentioned that, but Mandy and I met in CrossFit. So of course we are those people.
0: Yeah, I was going to mention that. I was going to say, if she doesn't say fitness, that's
1: kind of what brought us together
0: initially. Yeah, <laughs>
1: definitely. Really big into fitness. How about
0: you? Um, well, in addition to the fitness um, thing, we are both personal trainers and nutrition coaches. So that's something we bond over as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, super into weightlifting and running and um, just movement in general. That's a big part of my life. Um, I live with my boyfriend, Joe. He's the best. Um, I also have three fur children, two kitties and one dog. I am um, a self-employed creative director slash graphic designer, and so far I've managed to pay my bills. Um, and I think like something that I would like to try to do more of this year is writing. I've always loved writing, and so I think that's something that I would like to expand on this year. I love that. I didn't know that. Well, we'll see what happens.
1: Fair. <laughs> my, my big thing this year was to try and have more fun. Um, I'm really good at being type A serious, get the thing done, so. I love that too. I don't know. Carpe diem, say levy, Here I we go. I can help you have more fun. Thanks, yeah. That's, this is fun. I don't think six months ago I would have actually agreed to do this, so I'm feeling pretty good about it. Off to a great start.
0: Um, speaking of fun, let's talk about Zach's season. yay, mm.
1: <laughs> no, we're gonna try really hard to give this man the benefit of the doubt and just say, you know, we're 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 here to enjoy what we can enjoy.
0: I'm open. I am attempting to be open-minded about the entire experience. <laughs>
1: She says with a laugh. We're trying. We are. But yeah, we, like everybody else, feel a little hesitant. Um, I think maybe even before we get going, we, we wrote a list of people who would have been way better bachelors and like far more interesting than Zach Shalcross."
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, Zach kind of seems like a Clayton pick, but at least with Clayton, we didn't know him as well because he didn't make it as far in the show. And so it was kind of more of like a wild card. Like, wow, okay. Don't oh, know this guy, whereas Zach, Zach was on Rachel's season long enough that he he was in the top three, right? Top three? Yep, yep, in the top three. Um, so he got to Fantasy Suites, which we know very well, and <laughs> I'm still like, I have no idea who this guy is. I don't understand why i are invested in his love story. I have never been this unexcited. Yeah, I think that's a really is good point. excited a word?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, it is now. Um, I, I'm i with you. Like, we just don't know enough to be that invested. Like, give me a reason to care, and one has yet to materialize. Like, dating is hard. Everybody struggles. Um, but, you know, Rodney comes to mind as somebody I would have way rather watch on my TV. Or Nate from Michelle's season. Yeah. So attractive. I'm going to pitch it, a Nate and Nate. Okay, from Gabby and Rachel season and from Michelle season, double bachelor. I love that
0: idea. Um, I don't know if I would have wanted Nate from Gabby and Rachel season by himself, but I like the Nate and Nate combo. Yeah, because I think that they both would like complement each
1: other well as far as leads go. And I kind of think that they could earn a little bit. Not that they need a redemption arc, but like that's true. It would be they a both good could like use a redemption arc. It would just be good for them to be able to like. Have a season of their own. I don't know. We could get to know them as they mature and are maybe a little. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Why wouldn't they do two male leads this year? I mean, I feel like after the Gabby and Rachel thing, like we saw two fe- two female leads. Why aren't we seeing two male leads?
1: I have a theory on this. Um, I don't remember what the actual show is called. I remember it as Joe Millionaire. And this past season, or I guess that it came back, and they did two men. And so part of me wonders if the Bachelor verse isn't going to do two bachelors because it's already been done in the Joe Millionaire remake. And so the the Gabby and Rachel was sort of their response to that on top of the the way that they were treated by Clayton. So I don't actually even know. Like, in my mind, i I don't this is pure speculation, wild speculation. I don't think we're going to get. <laughs> Two guys. I think you're right. And I'm
0: kind of frustrated because they've already done the two bachelorette thing, kind of, because at the beginning of Caitlyn's season.
1: Yeah, that was awful, though. That was terrible.
0: Glad they didn't do a version of that again. But I also think that, like, what we saw from this season is there was no thoughtfulness on how to actually design the season to be a good experience for Gabby and Rachel, like creating a healthy environment where they would find love. Yeah. Um, Because, because they didn't do anything to change the formula of the show, show basically it gave the men the power in like pursuing which woman they wanted to pursue versus, you know, the bachelorette is the ultimate fantasy of one woman getting the power over like 30 men. And they didn't have any of that.
1: No. And I feel like, the way that Rachel was filmed and edited versus the way that Gabby was filmed and edited, like pitted them against each other in a really weird way. Like there's a big age difference and it showed. And also I can't remember which of the guys from their season was talking about it and in what podcast, but it's my recollection that like they also really, they didn't get that much time with either Gabby or Rachel because the season was filmed in the same amount of time essentially. And so it ended in a fiery ball of, shit because nobody got any time and so neither I mean not that the bachelorette has a really great track record at this point I think Rachel Lindsay was the last bachelorette to end up with the person they picked on the show but it does sort of feel like Gabby and Rachel's really flamed out in a rough way yeah Rachel. Gabby's just sort of fizzled quietly into the night but Rachel whoa, Rachel
0: I mean if they did do another season with two leads two men it would be really interesting just to see how men cope in this in a similar environment. Do you right? think men would actually have a problem? No, which is why I think it'd be interesting to watch. Yeah, because the, the, the Gabby the- and Rachel season was such a struggle, and the leads had such a hard time. And if you were to flip that, like that's a really interesting observation to make about
1: <laughs> the pressures of the, yes, of, being a fe- being a female. Yeah. Also the way that we as women oftentimes get pitted against one another or feel inferior because there's just a natural way to compare. And I think the way that women would compare to men is vastly different than the way that men would compare to women. Totally. I don't think you would have the um, Haydens and the, the Jacobs coming up and... You know the female versions of those telling men like, "Oh, you know what? There's just some things that that are just a little wrong with you that don't sit They're well with me." Just a little me.
0: rough around the edges.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I think it would be really interesting. I want it. I'm I'm manifesting hard, but I also feel like that's probably not in the cards. Nate and Nate. Nate and Nate.
0: That's um, also maybe a
1: little controversial. I know. I know, but bear with me. <laughs>
0: I think it would make for a good TV. Rodney is not controversial, but we all know Bachelor Nation wanted Rodney for sure,
1: yeah, I keep wanting to say Justin, but then Justin going on um Paradise,
0: oh God, it was so bad. It
1: was really bad, and I feel bad about that. I, don't
0: know I why. wanted it to go really well. <laughs> I like Justin a lot, and I was just so underwhelmed with our Bachelor in Paradise experience with him.
1: Yeah, it wasn't great. It just didn't read right. Also, yeah, I won't get into it. And I can really digress. And the weird, digest. like,
0: manipulative
1: birthday kiss. I mean, we don't have to go that far into it, but that was like, really? But then also just randomly getting to come back.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Obviously, producer favorite.
1: Yeah. Actually, that's probably what happened to all the Bachelor picks is they thought they were going to have a really good time, like, make the ultimate season of Paradise and... Every woman just self-eliminated and it didn't work out. Um, I will say I'm glad Michael A. is not The Bachelor. Uh, Yeah, over Michael A. Michael A. needs to settle down, go away. Stay with Danielle, don't come back. Yep, 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 yep. Be happy, don't come back. Correct. (laughs) Love that. Okay, so anyway, we don't love Zach, but what do we remember about Zach? Okay. I don't remember a lot.
0: Um, <laughs> I remember him crying
1: a lot on their first date. Mm-hmm. The home video date. Yeah, that was that was also such a weird first date. I was watching that, and I was like, wait a minute. Is that a real movie premiere? And i was like, no, no, what is happening? And then it was just a weird date. I think Rachel was wearing like a feathery yellow boa. dress. The boa was feathery, and the dress was not. date. <clears throat> I'm trying not to like fixate on women's bodies or the way they look because there's far more to us. However, I just feel like Rachel has a banging body. She has a banging bod, and like they did not do her any. It cr- didn't credit. feel like they did her any justice. No. Like it cannot be this hard. And that dress did not do her any favors. And she tried on some good ones. She did. Okay, back to Zach.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Zach cried a lot. So like. Good that he's in touch with his emotions. Good that he's close with his family. Um, I remember his very distracting voice. Um, I remember... Yeah, yeah, but time out. Describe the voice. <laughs> well, okay. I told Jess that I think Zach's voice kind of sounds like a Kermit the Frog God voice. <laughs> Kermit God. You know, like a really low, mighty Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. I think that's a great description. And I've, now watching, that's what I'm going to be focused on. Yeah,
0: once you hear that, you can't unhear it. Okay. Um, so I remember his voice. I remember, didn't they do like a tulip date in Holland? Was he the one that went on that? I think so. There's like a hot tub and a tulip
1: field. For sure. Maybe I bikes. I was kind of a fan of that date, even though I think people shit on it. But know. like, I I don't know. I wouldn't hate that. No. Um, I remember the awkward coffee moment after the
0: fantasy suite.
1: Actually, that for me is probably the most vivid moment for me with Zach is Rachel and him sitting there like kind of tersely or like uncomfortably after fantasy suite and Rachel looking at him and being like, but you understand what I was saying, right? Mm hmm. You got it. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, 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 I understand. And then it's like, this coffee is amazing. She was like, no. Yeah, she was not into the coffee. Not about, I don't think she was into any of that. But the thing that I remember so vividly. What? No, she's definitely not into Zach. (laughs) Yeah, and Zach wasn't quite picking that up. No. Um, But the thing about that that was so wild to me is that Zach goes on to tell Jesse that Rachel behind closed doors was fake. And the Rachel in front of the cameras was the real Rachel, and he didn't know why Rachel wasn't being real during the fantasy. Dude, you can't make that shit up. Like what? Like, buddy, let's just take a second, sit back, think about this. But he was really adamant about that. Like, so do you think that's
0: naivete, or do you think that's
1: like stubbornness? Like, what? I think that's got to be him just being incredibly naive and young. And we've got a pros and cons list that we're going to get to after this. And I think naive and young are two things that show up on that. (laughs) But that sticks out to me as like a really just kind of like, what is he saying moment? Kind
0: of like a delusional, like not really willing to accept reality.
1: Well, and then when he, when they wound up at the, the, the rose ceremony, And you were telling me because we were watching it and you're like, this is a weird edit because he's really getting to just say horrible things about Rachel.
0: Yeah, I think I said that that was a Bachelor edit because um, and, you know, if anyone can think of another circumstance similar to this, but like rarely in the show do they allow the final contestants to make the lead look bad. Um, And he was really kind of attacking Rachel's character very openly in front of the other contestants as well. Yeah. And I told Jess, I was like, this is kind of bizarre that they're allowing Zach to have this edit, which makes me believe he might be the next Bachelor.
1: Ugh, I really wanted you to be wrong, and you were right. (laughs) I wanted to be wrong. I know. That was also such a bummer to witness, though, because I just like, man, they did Rachel dirty. And that was just like another extension of that, of like – this girl is just not going to come out on top. You know, they're they're going to do whatever they can. And I think making Zach the bachelor is probably just like the final nail in the coffin. Avon would have been another good say, bachelor. I just going to say, what about
0: Avon? So handsome.
1: Very. So
0: thoughtful. Oh, and I think he had like swagger.
1: He did. Yeah, Avon would have been really great yeah, too. And also Aven? like felt like he was very genuine and sort of ready to be there for a proposal. In an engagement, like he he did feel committed and like he was ready to to do this. Whereas some of these guys are like, You didn't expect to get this far and you accidentally made it and you can't backtrack now. Totally. Avon felt pretty genuine to me. I think so
0: too. Hmm. I wonder, yeah, we also didn't see him on paradise. Well, I hope Avon's doing well. Same. Maybe, maybe we'll get hope. We'll he's still rocking the pearls. He wore pearls once, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: he looked great. That's a good look for these guys. Nate's been doing that. Anyway, I'm any guy that can pull off jewelry, huge fan. Same. Um, um, did you watch Zach's season promo? I don't know what I've watched. I've seen <laughs> various things. Like I watched Zach get like get all you know zhuzhed up and snazzy to be the Bachelor.
0: That was the promo. Oh, and that was end, a terrible. I'm ready
1: for you. Um, I'm ready. Are you? Are you?
0: Are you ready, Zach?
1: I mean, I don't even know how to answer that question.
0: Are you having to tell us you're ready to compensate for the lack of readiness? My question is, is,
1: did they film that after the season or before the season started?
0: I actually don't know. That's a really good
1: question. I don't know why it matters, but to me it kind of does because I think it sets the tone. It feels like if that was an after-the-fact filming, very lackluster. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's read his bio. Oh, yeah. Are uh, you, you going to read? Yeah, it's on the let's ABC website.
0: Sorry, one. All right. Zach is an old fashioned romantic. He loves his mama, his dogs, and football, but promises he has more love to go around. He's charismatic, personable, and has a huge heart that he is so ready to share forever with the right woman. Zach's perfect woman is compassionate, kind, and ready for romance because Zach is excited to lay it on thick. He loves to plan thoughtful surprises and nothing makes him happier than seeing the look of excitement on his partner's face when his meaningful gifts are appreciated. Zach is serious about finding a love that will lead to marriage, so whatever grand romantic gesture it takes for him to get there, he's ready to go. Hmm. What did you
1: get about Zach from that um, lovely little biography? Uh, Nothing. I think it's, always so funny to me when people are like, I want someone kind, someone compassionate. Well, sure. No one wants an inconsiderate <laughs> asshole. Like that's not what we're looking for in life. Like, duh, that's a given. Tell me more about like things Zach is interested in that he hopes somebody else will be interested in. Like for me personally, like I just want somebody who is passionate about the things they're interested in. I don't even care what it is, but just having passion really yeah, goes along with. What are Zach's with, interests? Yeah. What are Zach's interests? What, what, what things like, It just feels so surface level. That feels like such a naive way or an immature way of viewing love as though it is just these boxes that you check of like, oh, nice. Oh, compassionate. Oh, like surprises. Also, not everybody likes surprises or gift giving. That's totally true. (laughs) But maybe Zach does. So who knows? But yeah, yeah. what about you? Anything? Well, also like ready for love. Like even that
0: in and of itself kind of has – like an immature air about it. Like,
1: I don't know. Yeah. You're ready I, for
0: love? You're 26.
1: Yeah. Like you probably are ready for love. Are you ready to get married? No. Yeah. Like what are
0: what are your previous relationship experiences? What have they taught you about what you need in a partner? Like, you know, what do we know about Zach's dating history? For
1: sure. <laughs> I also say this as someone who got married at twenty five, so I don't mean to shit on anybody too hard for that, but like it does seem really young and looking back on it, I sort of just count my blessings that it worked out for me because <laughs> that just feels so young because we're both in our mid-30s now and thinking about being 25, 26, as mature as I felt, I also had no firm grasp on me or what I wanted out of life or the baggage that I carried.
0: But you've been able to grow together with your partner.
1: It's true. Which is
0: really important in a relationship.
1: It's It's true. But yeah, I don't know. Out of like sort of protective mode, not as like a judgment, like don't be dumb, but more just like, oh, yeah, you've got life to live. Explore things so that you can put together a bio of like what you're looking for in a partner and not have it be the basics. Yes, based on your personal experience. Um,
0: I also think the 26th thing is relevant because The Bachelor has progressively gotten younger and younger.
1: Yeah, Ari was what, like 34?
0: Yeah. And even that was kind of like, whoa, he's old. (laughs) Like the fact that our, you know, having a 34 year old bachelor is like, ooh, wow, Silver Fox. We're Um, 34. Are we Silver Foxes? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have some silver hairs. Okay. But I think it would be interesting to have a collectively older cast just because I think people, like you said, know who they are more, know what they're looking for in a partner, like know what's up for debate and what's
1: not deal breakers. I'm kind of of two minds of that. I think older cast could be really interesting for those very reasons, but it could also maybe just make for really boring TV. That's true. What's better than just throwing a bunch of 20-year-olds who have no sense of self or direction and send them all after one thing? That's true. But maybe not. Like, I don't know. Maybe I think it could be good, compelling TV. I would personally enjoy watching that, but I don't know. Probably wouldn't gain like tens of millions of viewers potentially. Well,
0: maybe the show knows that, you know, the younger generation is making better television and that's where we are, where we are.
1: Yeah. We're not the demographic anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Some fun facts about Zach. Zach would love to be Spider Man for a day.
1: Zach doesn't like breakfast. Eggs don't agree with him. I've got complaints about that. Like, for the record, there are so many other things than eggs for breakfast. I also love breakfast. Same. I would eat breakfast for every- – I think – I don't know anybody who doesn't love breakfast. Except – well, Zach.
0: The last one is, Zach loves beach volleyball and is a master of the Top Gun
1: High Five. Ugh. That movie, man. I don't know. Those aren't very fun facts to me. Also, which Spider-Man? I have questions. Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire. Cartoon Spider-Man. Yeah. Comic book Spider-Man. Give us, give us some more detail. What's a fun
0: fact about you? Um, A fun fact about me is one time I was hit by a bus.
1: Fun interesting, not <laughs> fun. Ha ha. Kind of fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now. I mean, not many people can say they've been actually been hit by a bus.
1: That is very true. You are the only person I know that has been hit by a bus.
0: <laughs> What's a fun fact about you?
1: Um, I don't know. I think right now the fact that I have two pet jumping spiders with a third one on the way is probably one is of the more fun, fun things fact. about me. If anybody ever wants to talk spiders, I'm all here for it. And they live in my bathroom, which is kind of awkward. I have to warn everybody that <laughs> there are spiders in the bathroom. Don't mind them. The
0: first time she said that... I forgot she just got pet spiders, and I was like, so you just are knowingly, like, okay with spiders in your
1: bathroom. I mean, for the record, there are knowingly spiders all over this house, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like, again, Zach could have just, I want more from him. Give us reasons to love you, man.
0: I know. He's very, um, and let's go into the pros and cons about this, because yeah. this is on my cons list, is he seems very filtered, like. Everything yeah. he says feels calculated. Everything seems, like, kind of performed, like, which, don't get me wrong, I don't know what it feels like to be on TV right? Um, and wanting to be seen as, like, the best version of yourself. But I also feel like, who is Zach? What is his personality? What are his flaws? What are the things that make him interesting?
1: Right. We only are seeing Zach as Bachelor Zach, or in this case, potential Bachelor Zach on Rachel's season. Yes. Where we don't really know. Yeah, there's no true sense of who he is.
0: I mean, I don't love Tino, but I feel like I know who Tino is as a person (laughs) leagues more than I know who Zach is as a person. Absolutely.
1: That was a whole nother complaint about that season. We did not get to know people, and Zach did nothing to help us along with that. Exactly. Yeah. Like Johnny, too. We have a pretty good idea of who Johnny is after all of that. Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah. Yeah. I think for me too, that's a really, we'll just start with cons because that's where we're at. Um, For me, I mean, young, boring, white, but I think that plays right into what you're saying of like, there's just no real, we're not seeing who Zach is. We're seeing a curated image of himself. So um, I also think we've talked about this too. He's naive. I wrote head in the clouds. Yeah. I think that that could potentially lead to some easy manipulation by production, which is, I suspect, some of what happened to Clayton Totally. And for the record, that is also on my pro list because it can make for very they interesting don't. TV. <laughs> I just hope that, like, he doesn't mow down women's emotions and, like, you know, there's, like, we don't need another Gabby Rachel. Yeah. You know, but it can still be fun. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, I don't
0: know. Yeah, I have doesn't know who he is. Um, Kind of vanilla. Like, not a lot of substance there. Um he always seems to be having a good time which don't get me wrong like have a great time but also like being on the show is not all fun and games like it right. sounds like there's a lot of rough and trying dynamics being in that setting and i don't know i just enjoy the contestants that are a little bit more real about it i agree um like even though jason should never be the bachelor Um, I still really admire Jason for just being his authentic self about how uncomfortable he was in that setting and how much that was impacting his ability to grow close to Gabby. And I don't know. It's just like, let's see more of that. Let's like have these conversations. Tell us what your insecurities are.
1: Right. Let it be a little relate to you. Yeah. Let it be a little more real TV rather than so Canned. canned. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, One of my other cons that makes me a little nervous, and we'll see how it plays out, is I think we learned about Zach. This was another thing I remember about Zach talking to Rachel about at one point gaining a bunch of weight because he was unhappy with where he was at in life, and then like taking the time to lose all that. And I think that can be a good thing to have, I think, on my my pro list, being emotional. But the flip side of that is I worry about anti-fatness sort of being the background to this season because like bottom line, Zach doesn't exist in a vacuum. And if a show is perpetuating this notion that being fat is somehow tied to your self-worth, your self-worth or that there's some moral value assigned to it, it just like that can get really sticky and messy. And I don't want to say that Zach isn't entitled to feel how he feels about what he went through, Mm -hmm. I just worry that The Bachelor is like not a great platform to be having these really difficult discussions, particularly around the way that, like, sort of, you know, society, we treat fat people horribly rather than just letting them exist as they exist. And so I'm, I'm, ugh, I'm nervous for how it plays out and I hope I'm wrong. Yeah.
0: And well, and unfortunately, The Bachelor already does such a poor job of, you know, Body representation.
1: Yeah, all these women are <laughs> so small.
0: Yeah, and you know, supposedly the camera adds 10 pounds. Um, but the show could really grow there by being more um what's the word I'm looking for? Well body
1: diverse.
0: Yeah, body diverse. Um and I'm actually surprised that it hasn't at all. Like are with how know? much well, I mean, I just feel like our culture seems to be you know, yeah. talking a lot more about it and bringing awareness to it, and so many brands are doing plus sizes that weren't now. You know, there's a big movement around body diversity, and the I Bachelor know. just is like, it's not moving, it's not budging on that topic.
1: No, and I wonder if it's because it fits a formula, but also, I don't know. That's maybe another episode we can talk about the directions the Bachelor right. should go.
0: Um, but yeah, so. Not a great uh, platform for any conversations on that topic, I yeah. don't feel like, just because of like who is, is and isn't being represented on the show.
1: Exactly. And I think my last con is, I suspect this guy is going to have a type, and it's going to be really clear pretty quickly on who he's into and who he's going to pick. That's true. I will say, like
0: every once in a while, it like, kind of surprises you. Like when I think back on Clayton's season, I always thought it was Rachel, um, and then it ended up being he was in love with Susie.
1: Well, he was in love with Gabby and, and Rachel yeah, yeah. and Susie. So, I mean, I don't think anybody was wrong to speculate anything. Uh, well,
0: I just thought like his chemistry with Rachel. I was like, oh, he's definitely picking Rachel, yeah. but then he didn't.
1: He and Rachel but did have some good chemistry. There
0: are past seasons where the lead has obviously picked. Their uh, partner earlier on in the show, like Ben, did that with Lauren. Um, JoJo did that with uh, – I don't even remember her na- her partner's name. Um, but it does make for a really boring season when you know for sure who's going to be at the end. Yeah. Um, and that wouldn't surprise me if he was that obvious about his affections.
1: I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong about all of this and that the season is amazing, but the
0: uh. Yeah, like I <laughs> – I want Zach's season to surprise me. I am open to Zach being way cooler and genuine than we anticipate him being. Um, that being said, I don't know what the chances of that happening are.
1: Okay, but let's, give, let's, let's talk about our pros. Like,
0: what do okay, we think? Because okay. we do want to give this a fair shake, kind of. You I know? do want to say that I have the Kermit the Frog God voice on both pros and cons. Distracting um, and very funny. Yeah, it's his brand. For sure. Um, on pros, I have Patrick Warburton's nephew, a.k.a. Putty on Seinfeld, a.k.a. Voice of Cronk. Yeah, that was also on my list. Interesting. Love a funny uncle. Um, also, maybe the voice is genetic because I do think Patrick Warburton has a very like notable voice. Oh, absolutely.
1: You know who you're listening to as soon as you hear him talk.
0: Um, also on my pros, like, kind of with the weight loss journey I did write you know him talking about that did show some perseverance and some growth because like I'm not going to minimize that experience yeah and like what he learned about himself through that process so I do think that that um gave us a little insight to something that he feels he's like learned about himself
1: yeah, and it also shows us that he's able to be emotional, yeah, which is something that I always appreciate when a guy can get up there and cry and you know has has the language to share his feelings um and can be emotional because that's something that can oftentimes be lacking,
0: yeah, so i I think that's a that's definitely on my pro
1: list, yeah, um I mean, for me, it's his uncle, not fair, but it's there. Um, I do think his naivete is potentially like providing us a Clayton 2.0. Um, I'm hoping for some more hot takes uh, for him of just like completely misreading a situation due to <laughs> lack of experience. So fingers crossed. Um, yeah, and then, you know, yeah, his willingness to be emotional and to, to share those harder things. I think that's that's compelling TV. I'm yeah. here for that. Um, He does
0: seem very in touch with his, his emotions. Maybe he's not quite emotionally intelligent or mature yet but he is like self-aware and in
1: tune enough with them to be able to communicate about them i mean it's a learning curve you 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 figure this out as you get older so i mean he's at least on the path yeah versus so many men aren't who was the guy in rachel's not rachel season excuse me um Caitlyn season who was like yeah my mom died and i didn't cry and i haven't cried since
0: i don't remember Ben Z. Oh, the guy that's really big into his dog.
1: Uh, that from, no, not from Caitlin. Br- no, this is from Caitlin Bristow season. Yeah. Because he was really ben into his Z. dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that about that him. That might
0: have been on Bachelor in Paradise.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Ben Z not crying. Like, oh boy.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, don't tell people that. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're saying the quiet part out loud. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I think those are all my pros and cons. Yeah. Oh, I all um, prose I wrote very interested in
1: coffee. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We are also very interested in coffee. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um so yeah, open to
0: being surprised, also not holding my breath. Um, but I'm also really grateful we have this podcast to kind of give us a new experience and maybe it will change the lens
1: that we're watching this season. Yeah. Maybe I'll actually pay like really close attention. Because <laughs> as much as like <laughs> I do take things seriously. I also will just put these shows on in the background and oh yeah. You know, look for more subtext, pay attention to the fashion. Ooh, the fashion. I'm excited about the fashion. Same. Yeah. I I don't think we plan on like recapping every episode like in excruciating detail, but I think what we're looking to do, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mandy, but you know, talk about the things that we find interesting or disappointing or I don't know, anything worth talking about in the episode. Totally.
0: And we also um, obviously listen to other Bachelor podcasts. And so it'll be interesting, I think, kind of listening to other people cover the show as we're covering it and seeing what we choose to focus on versus what other people are focusing on.
1: I'm so afraid to listen to Bachelor podcast now. I haven't listened since we decided we were going to do it. Cause I'm like, I don't want to end up like inadvertently or accidentally. Like I don't want to copy somebody. So I'm like for once in my life, really trying to form my own opinions. So I've been listening to like direct content. Oh, good for you. So we'll probably have to like do a mini episode on perhaps like the Chris Harrison podcast. Oh, yes. I started taking notes. Oh, my God.
0: I definitely think we should cover that.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to unpack and say there, but I don't know. So I'm afraid to listen to more podcasts, but if you'll just have to, you'd be the one to trudge forward. (laughs) Tell us how we're stacking up. (laughs) All right. I can take that on. I love it. Well, on that note. Next week, we want to talk about the women's bios. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think next week also on the 23rd, it starts. Holy. I know. We're there. It's here. It's January 23rd. Except for us, it'll be January 24th because we have to watch on Hulu and we get it the next day. Yeah. So, we'll, we're slightly delayed, but hopefully we can provide Bachelor content That's for the whole week. <laughs> yeah. There you go. How do you want to wrap it up? I don't know. Um Yeah, join us next week. We're really excited for this season. If you want to get in touch with us, maybe one person that might be listening, our email is drama d R A U M A. Drama, drama, uh, (laughs) drama bonded at gmail.com. If you do happen to listen, we honestly just would love to hear from you. Just just say hi. And otherwise let's be friends. Oh yeah. Friends that bond over drama. (laughs) Yeah, let's
0: talk about The Bachelor. Oh, and we might do a Drama Bonded
1: bracket. Oh, yes. So we'll if you are interested that. in that, definitely shoot us an email. Mandy will win, but you and I can compete, <laughs> and we'll see who comes out second. <laughs> and with that, we'll call it there. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Drama Bonded is produced and hosted by Jessica Brumbaugh and Mandy Booth. Our production manager and editor is Solomon Brumbaugh. Our theme music is by Joe Waters. You can find more of his music streaming on the EP Jupiter Day Watch. Music vocals by Mandy Booth. Graphic designer is Pigeon House. And special thanks to Solomon, Joe, and Juan for all of your support and help getting this podcast off the ground. Thank you.